Welcome to the Hot Mess Bible Club, everybody. We've got Hagen Jenkins in the house with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> it's good to see you. Good to be here. Good to be Hagen here. Hagen is my 21-year-old son. He's a junior at University of Georgia in business. Go dogs. Woof. <laughs> We've been enjoying our Georgia Bulldogs lately. They've been doing good. We wanted to talk a little bit today about what it means to be a Christian and what it what it means to follow Jesus. And Hagen's been thumbing through some verses, and we've been talking a little bit about a few things. One of the things we've been talking about has been Matthew 25, which is uh, where Jesus himself tells us what's going to happen at the end times judgment. Hagen, did you have any have any thoughts on that? Well, basically it says that at the... At the end times of judgment, there will be two crowds. Right. What and, is it called, the two crowds? Oh, God. Jesus separates us into sheep, sheep and goats. goats. Yeah. Sheep and goats. Yeah. The sheep he puts on his right and the goats he puts on his left. Why Why is there a difference between the sheep and the goats? Why are some The goats, uh, spoiler alert, the goats end up being sent to hell and the sheep yeah. go to heaven with Jesus. Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, thought you meant yeah. anatomically. I don't know what the difference between <laughs> goats and sheep are. I was like, I was getting ready. I was like, No, 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 no. no. This is not a veterinarian lesson. Yeah, this yeah. Is a, yeah. Um, I, I think... What, what does Jesus call out? What does he talk about in that passage? What you've done or what well, you had done? Everybody talks about there's no works involved. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, that's exactly that, what, that's not what about. Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying what? He's saying that it's works. Works are not necessary to be have eternal life. Works are not necessary. I don't think. They're not necessarily. So. They're not necessary, but they will be. Yeah, yeah. They will come into fruition. Well, I mean, well, whatever's in your heart's going to come out of you physically. Well, it, it's what kinda, does Jesus say? Okay, is going to well, happen? Wish, what does he say he's looking for? He place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his on his on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, "Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the." From the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to the came to me. Then the righteous will answer answer him, saying, Lord, when when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer the answer answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So those are the righteous, right? Age. Right. And they, then he just flips it when he goes yeah, to the same goats. Thing. It's the same stuff. Same scenario. Same say, Yeah, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me i was in prison and you visited me it's it with with this is jesus himself speaking and the question is that we're talking about that we're contemplating today is what does it mean to be a christian what does it mean first of all christian means do you know what christian means it's a two-part word it's christ christ and eon and that means christ-like yeah that's that's all it means the suffix 
I-E-N just means like. Yeah. So we're supposed to be Christ-like. And Christ is telling us what he's looking for in, in to be a sheep, to be accepted by him. He's In the end times judgment, Jesus is describing works. What did you do? He, he, it's not about a lot of this stuff that a lot of preachers talk about. Uh, it, it's about what, what, you know, you had me, Jesus is saying, I've been with you, I've been in you, I've, you were saved, you were given the Holy Spirit. What did you do with yeah, all well, that? Yeah, what did you do What did it? you do with it? I was with a very close friend uh, years ago. And I had been through a very tough financial time. And I had just begun working again and had just gotten ahead on my money a little bit and was getting my feet back up under me. And we were out having a good time. We we had, had drank some beer and eaten some wings and we were having a good time. And it started flooding, it was raining, and we were downtown Athens at an Italian place. And we popped out, and it's flooding flooding rain. My my buddies went to the truck, and as I was going to the truck, I saw a homeless man. And it was raining so hard, I mean, it was really coming down, that I decided to, to go up under the awning into the doorway where he was, and this guy was sitting down. And God immediately showed me that he wanted me to share some money with this man. And of course the man immediately asked me for some money. Yeah. And I gave him a $20 bill, not thinking anything about it because I, I felt God prompted me before I, you know, he even asked, I knew that uh, I was supposed to give something. And my friend saw this, this all happened right in front of the truck. Um, they're shining, you know, the, yeah. the lights are on and it's raining hard and we're up under the awning and we're right in front of my friend's truck. And when I got it, so I gave the, the man a $20 bill, jumped in the, ran through the rain, jumped in the truck and my friend immediately, who knew what I had been going through for the past few years, immediately jumped all over me for giving a homeless person some money. And I said, look, dude, that's what this is all about. If I get blessed and God prompts me to bless somebody else, I'm going to give we I'm going to give them some money. I'm going to help that other person. That's everything that Jesus talks about in Matthew 25. That's what it's about. It's about us helping each other, visiting each other and visit did you visit me in prison? Did you feed me when I was hungry? Did you give me a drink of water when I was thirsty? Did you give me clothes when I was naked? Did you, you know, we pass by homeless people and we pass by people in need. Not too long ago, a single mother needed some help. You know, if you don't, if you've got the means to help somebody and you don't help them, I think that is a huge huge scene well it uh well that gets into almost like uh selfishness and then um you can bring up the uh when um they had the what was it called the the baskets of something food 
and they were supposed to only take one basket, and some people were taking two. But if they took, you're supposed to take as much as you needed. Oh, you're talking. But if you about took two, if you took more than you needed, it was all right. The manna in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you the, got more than you needed for yourself, then whatever was left over would be rotten by yeah. manna. And God yeah. warned them. About, yeah. And, and that was the lesson God was trying to teach his Israelites. So if you try to store more up for yourself, I'm just going to rot it. And in, in that same way, I think it's kind of like that with uh, faith and sharing the gospel and just Christianity. Is people like to take in all this stuff like I've been feeling good about feeling good about my faith and everything, but I haven't shown anybody else the light, so right. to speak. Like, I'm you keep, keeping it to myself. Right. And I think that's the whole point. I don't think there's, I th- like, faith without works is dead. Like, right. I, I don't, I don't, right. I don't think. Or, you don't. If you don't have works, you don't truly have faith. Yeah, yeah. Works because, is not required well, it, for salvation, it, but they're a result of the faith that you have and the changed heart that you have. And in looking at it from a different angle, I think that if you if you don't have works, I think you need to work on your faith. Absolutely. Because yes, I don't right. think it's like a two piece. If you're not, I don't think it's sold separately. I think it's if you got the faith, then you're gonna have the works. If That's you're how. blessed and you're not helping a single mother household, or if you're not helping some homeless people or doing something for somebody, and God has yeah. blessed you, I think you, I think you need to step back and take a look at yourself in your heart and and yeah. see, are you, am I truly following Christ? Yeah. Or am I just? I see so many. I see so many people in church. So many officers and leaders in church. So many people that wouldn't miss a Sunday church service for anything in the world. They check it off every Sunday. But those same people are quite often super greedy and super selfish. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't. That same person that chastised me for giving to the homeless person was a person who had plenty who would never give to the homeless person. Why why won't why isn't your heart soft to these people who are suffering when you have plenty? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. We we make excuses in our heads as to why we don't give or share what we have with somebody else. Yeah. And that's completely demonic. That's completely backwards. There is no excuse for not helping somebody else. Yeah. Who needs help? It doesn't matter if they put themselves in this position. It doesn't matter. You know, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter well, it, it, why it, they're in that position or why they're in need. It doesn't matter what they're going to do with the money. It doesn't matter if they're going to well, buy a drink. And I, and I was going to say, like, for the longest time growing up, I thought, like, when I saw a homeless person, I, I, I didn't want to give them any money because if they were smoking a pack of cigarettes or... Mm-hmm. Had a paper bag with obviously right. a bottle in it. I mean, I'm just supporting the co- supporting their cause, you know. And right. and I, but and then I learned later on later on from uh, an inner circle individual, right? Uh, that said that it 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 doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't it, matter it, it what they're what they're going. And and at the same time, I don't think we're saying that. You should just break the bank and give everybody your money. Like, no, 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 no. no, I I, I don't think that, uh, obviously, but um, I think if you've got the ability to help, then you need to help when there's help needed. Oh, I agree completely. I I heard a story, uh, 
one time about a guy, uh, a preacher that had, that had done his sermon and stuff, and uh, he preached on giving to the needy and not asking and uh, giving and not receiving. And, not not uh, having your personal yeah. requirements get in the way of what God's and, calling you to do. And after the he uh, a newer um, member of the church that was kind of new to the faith and everything, he met the pastor outside after church and said, "Well, I need a hundred dollars." Right. And he said, "You just preached about that. I, I want a hundred dollars." Yeah. And uh, he said, "You you can't say anything either because you just preached about not." questioning just giving right and so the pastor said yeah i'll give you i'll give you a hundred dollars and the guy net the the guy never did give it back but i mean that's what we're called to do i feel like all right yeah that's what jesus and that was the exact i was just looking for that passage in the bible yeah the um now i would not I would not say that a worldly person can demand anything of me. But oh, now, no, no. the Bible's clear. Jesus is clear. Is If a brother or sister asks you for something and it's in your ability to, to give it, that thing, whatever it is, then you're supposed to give it. You're not supposed to withhold what is good from a brother or sister. And quite often, we, uh, we, treat, we treat Christianity... As if it's about us. You know, it's yeah. about me. It's about, you know, how God is blessing me. It's about what the Bible says to me. And that's not what Christianity is about, but it, it's actually quite the opposite. Christ wants us to be concerned about the world. He wants us to be concerned about the people. The two most important things, Jesus Jesus said that the two most important things are, number one, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your body, and your soul. And then the other one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. You know, how do you love yourself? You take care of yourself. I, Kenton takes care of Kenton. And if and we're supposed to take care of our neighbor like that. If they have a problem, if they have a need, we're supposed to fill it. But the church has become scared to help the world. Because oh, well, it, it's it, like one of my, or one of my, recently one of my favorite uh, verses comes out of Mark two, Mark chapter two, um, verse I guess we can go fifteen through seventeen or so. It, it's it, Jesus is eating with the tax collectors and sinners, right? And uh, it said, and as he reclined at the ta- at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes and the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, "Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners?" And and Jesus heard it. He said to them, "Those who are those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, I came not to." And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, "Those who are well have no need for of a physician." But those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Yeah, he's he's and, and I mean, there's stuff all over the Bible. This is actually pretty cool because I've been thinking about it for a while. Stuff like this, right? It's actually pretty cool because, um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. But it, it's not. It, oh, um, I don't remember how it goes. I don't remember where it is in the Bible, but it says that. Uh, there's going to be more 
more rejoicing over one sinner turned oh, yeah. righteous right. than ninety nine righteous people. Mm-hmm. It, it's when you're when you have the faith and you got your ticket to heaven. It's not about you anymore. No, well, it's, it's never it's been about, about you. But it's, 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 it's about what you can do yeah. to bring others How, to Christ. Yeah. What you can do to make other people's lives on earth better. Yeah. How, how God wants us to be little gods. We have the yeah. Holy Spirit. We have God living in us. So God wants us to bring his glory and his love and his mercy into this world. We're supposed to be a river of blessings. What everybody, what so many people do, you know, God gives them an ability and he gives, he anoints them maybe somebody to be a businessman and make a bunch of money. That money is not for you to form a lake of money for you to hold on to and hold on for yourself. That money is meant to flow through you. Not all of it. You can keep some of it, you know, for yourself and for your future. But the the blessings that God gives us are meant to be a river of blessings that flow through us. Yeah. Well, we take some and keep for ourselves. Uh, John Wesley started the Methodist Church. He had a wonderful thing. He said, give all you can give. No, let's see how that goes. Save all you can save. No, make all you can make. Save all you can save. Give all you can give. Yeah. Those were that's that's a big thing in the Methodist Church, and people don't people don't give. Yeah, they just don't give. When if if you want to know what you love, look at your checkbook. What you spend your money on, where your treasure is, that's what you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 everything funnels back to. What kind of what what kind of life are you living? Are you living uh, like maybe maybe the people listening to this maybe they're not sure about their faith. They're not sure about any of it. Just right. kind of listening, and that, that's that's how that's I was at that point for a while, but just kind of trying to figure out what's what. Dip my toe in the water. Yeah, yeah. you know, just trying to figure everything out. And I mean, if you're li- if if you can if you first you have to notice what your what your situation is a lot of people don't a lot of people don't step back from themselves and look at what they represent and what they do in private what they what they support who they really are and in and what how that is affecting you most people just think whatever they do is just affecting whatever they do Mm -hmm. but no no that I can tell you firsthand, the We're stuff you're doing right. is is putting the same effect back on you, and it it could be good or bad. Right, right. I yeah. mean, that was kind of a. We were talking about what God expects from us, and we've been talking about Sermon on the Mount. I want to read something out of the Sermon on the Mount. This is Matthew chapter five, verses. Uh, we'll start at about let's see, thirty nine. But this is Jesus uh, speaking. Uh, In fact, he's preaching to a large, large group of people. And he's saying, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Boy, that's hard. Oh, yeah. You want to punch somebody. Yeah, I I got a good story after this. (laughs) And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, give him your cloak as well. If somebody wants to take something from you, don't let them have it. Yeah. Give them, give them, 
something else of yours that's valuable if they want to take something from you. How how far are we from that thinking, that actual Jesus thinking? And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. In other words, do more with to help uh, to be a, somebody that's even hurting you. Do more than they ask. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You know how many we got? We got Christians that are filthy rich yeah. that can't loan their own brother or sister a little bit of money or. Yeah. Help a help a single fam single parent family, you know, or something, because they're so concerned about themselves and their future for their kids, and you know, I mean, that's crazy. Don't yeah. you trust God? Yeah, you, you you. We have such a, a mean mentality, such a self centered mentality. Yeah, I I heard a story regarding the um. Uh, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also and uh, I heard a story about that that a, a preacher said one time where he was he was having a private discussion with a, one of his athe- uh, or it wasn't his friend it was just an atheist guy that had come to discuss something with him and uh, they were talking about that uh, passage in the Bible and he said he the atheist guy looked, looked at the preacher and said so if I reached across this table and slap the fire out of you with what would you would just turn the other cheek and he said and the preacher looked at him and said i will do my best <laughs> i told i had the, a similar yeah. conversation with somebody one day and i i just looked at him and said i'm i'm not jesus and i've only got two cheeks that's yeah. all i know to tell you yeah, <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah in a, in, in this is uh goes along with that and it actually may be the same I don't think it is but uh, when in the Bible it says uh, don't let your right hand know what your or don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing right he was talking about in giving yeah, yeah. like it, yeah. if you don't let people know what yeah. you do do it anonymously because your father Jesus put it this way your father in secret who will see you and know what you have done yeah yeah no uh, why I mean the the only reason and I'm I'm guilty of this tenfold. What's I mean, that? Just taking uh doing stuff for Receiving. people and then kind of telling everybody about it and oh, oh I yeah. oh I paid for this person's meal I played <laughs> but uh and it's not good I, but well it nullifies it, it you've received your reward. Yeah. When you tell everybody what you've done that's what Jesus was talking about in a passage I don't remember where it's at but he was talking about the Pharisees praying on the corner out loud where everybody could yeah. see them and hear them. They've received their reward. When they when you do things that, so that every, other people can see them you're not going to receive. You shouldn't expect to receive yeah. a reward from God for that because you've already received your reward in the earthly way. Uh, yeah. Let okay. Well, let's look at it instead of talking about it in a in Bible talk. How the Bible says it. Let's Uh-oh. think about it. Uh, just uh, let's think about it logically. Like if you're if all right. Say we're I'm given to somebody. Right. And this person sees me bragging about giving to them, they're not going to see anything in that. They're not going to see right. any kind of further meaning or, or, but if I give to them quietly and humbly. quietly and, and you know, they're going to see, they're going to, they may not see like, Oh, that was Jesus. That was, 
that was him. He's a religious man. They're not going to see that, but they're going to go, man, how did? How does he, if why does he do that? they know you, they know yeah. you are a man of God or trying yeah. to be a man of God, and they will attribute that yeah. to a Christian. Exactly. Why we're we're doing the opposite now with our culture in our in our Christian culture, it, I see so many groups uh, with that are supposed to be Christians spewing hate about politics online, you know, saying ugly things to people that don't necessarily agree with us and our life, you know, and and what Jesus told us to believe and what what we're supposed to follow, and and. I see so many Christians on the attack. Yeah. You know, that's not what Jesus calls us to do. Jesus calls well, I mean, us to that's, love. That's probably one of the biggest realizations in the Bible because the the, the Jews, uh, the Jewish people before, uh, well, before the gospel, before his ministry and before everything else, they assumed, before or not Jesus. assumed, but it was, it was, it was uh, expected that Jesus or the Messiah would come and he would rule with an iron fist. He would he would oh, he, he would lead an army yeah. against uh, the Romans and everything, and take every and just destroy everybody that was against all Christianity. the enemies of Israel. But no, no, right. he can't. The complete opposite. Right. The complete opposite. And that and that's what we're called to do: live our life as and try strive to be like Christ. We're servants. Yeah. Jesus was a servant. Jesus came to serve. One of the last things we see Jesus doing is washing the disciples' feet. That was the most humble thing that a person in his day and age could do. The lowest servant in the house was the servant that washed a guest's feet. Yeah. That was the lowest servant in the house that, that washed the feet. And Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, and he told the disciples, go forth and do likewise. Yeah. Show this, show this kind of servitude to the world. And we're servants. As Christians, we're servants. Everybody, quite often we as Christians come to God or come to the Bible or come to church seeking power. Yeah. You know, what power can God give me? What kind of power over the demonic? What kind of power? You know, and he does give us power, but that shouldn't be what we're seeking. We should be seeking God. Yeah. And we should be seeking to be more like Jesus, which was... He was humble and giving and forgiving. And, I mean, just look at his death and resurrection. You know, they beat him, and he didn't He didn't resist. Oh, man. Oh, that, that blows oh, my mind. I, I like, can't, that I takes can't. That takes turn the other cheek to another level. Yeah. I mean, he could have hammered down, called on a legion of angels, and wiped everybody out. But he, but cho- no. he chose forgiveness and love and mercy. And that's hard for us to do. Yeah. Let's let's be honest about it. Oh, that's yeah. hard for us to do. It's hard for us to give to other people, especially people we don't like or don't trust. Yeah. And it's hard for us to be nice to people who aren't nice to us. Because our first instinct, even even though we are Christians, our first instinct is a fallen instinct when somebody hurts us. Our first instinct when somebody hurts us or says something ugly to us or about us is to attack back. Our first instinct is to is to get them back, you know, to get revenge. And and Jesus tells us things like like uh, love your enemy, give your enemy a, a 
relief. Give your enemy what your enemy needs. Feed your enemy. Give them water if they're thirsty. Do whatever they need. And that's not what we're, that's not the American culture. The American culture is run over everybody and put yourself at at the front of the race and get all the money, get all the fame, get all the glory, yeah. get everything for yourself, and store it up in a bag. Well, yeah, and and you can you can uh, correct me or criticize this if you if I'm if you think I'm wrong, but uh, this is a quote <clears throat> from a non-Christian. He goes by the name of Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, and uh, but he said he quote he said. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And that, that's that's it, it, from a worldly standpoint. Know, it's I'm embarrassing. Not, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. embarrassing. And I, and I am part of the problem. Oh yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and if you're out there listening, you're part of the problem too, probably, because none of us we all fall short. But that's not that doesn't mean we give up or that we quit yeah. because that's that's is the whole point. It, it's not. It's you. We're, we're growing. Not, yeah, yeah. It, what saves us is our strive to be like Christ. It, in, uh, and in and repenting of and, those sins uh, and saying, "I don't want emphasize to the word strive." You're right. you're never you're never gonna be perfect. <coughs> Everybody's gonna sin. You, you'll never stop sinning. That that's 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 ridiculous. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I love my hot, uh, I love Gandhi, and I love. Uh, oh no! What? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, he read that my. This is my understanding, and this may not be completely true. I'm not sure, but it's been told to me as the truth, and I've read it as the truth. That Gandhi actually read the New Testament, and he said, "This is it." This is the way. This Jesus is the God that this is what man is. This is what the ideal human yeah. is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be like this Jesus. Yeah. And then I've heard him say, then my understanding was he, you know, he would have been dressed really odd uh, for somebody in Britain. And he was in England at the time that he read the New Testament. And he went to a Presbyterian church. And they kicked him out. They would not let him in the doors dressed like Gandhi because he looked so different than they did. You know, how sad is that? Gandhi, they didn't know who he was. They just knew he was some Far Eastern man that, that you know, was different than them. And they rejected him. They wouldn't allow him in the church. And he and he's famously said, the only thing wrong with Christianity is the Christians. Yeah, that's the only problem with Christianity. Yeah, that's yeah, well, it, and and I'm the problem. Well, I mean, we've almost done the the opposite of what we're supposed to do. We've almost sanctioned ourselves off from the world. Well, in a spiritual sense, we should not be like the world, not like the world, but we should be in the middle. In the middle of it, we should be pulling people in. The Christians, Christians aren't the people that need saving. Right, right. We we shouldn't be. We should not rely on a twenty minute sermon once a week to pump us up. We should be studying our Bibles. We should be praying and having a relationship with God the Father, Jesus yeah. Christ, and the Holy Ghost. We should have our stuff together. Just like you can't eat one day a week, you can't no. live off of one, one day of spiritual bread. Of, you can't live off of sugar and chocolate. Yeah. You know, 
get in your Bible, study the hard yeah. stuff, learn who Jesus is, learn what God wants from you. What in a in a very very close friend of mine that I've been talking to recently, uh, when I we kind of started talking about having spiritual conversations, and they said, uh, or it frustrated me that they they wouldn't they they uh, they wouldn't pray over meals. Mm. Not not like if I was with them, I, I'd ask them to pray, and they were like, "No, no, no, you do it, no, no you do it." They were and they and they said, and which is perfectly understandable because I was the same way. But right. it's but I was like this person looking at it completely wrong because it's not it's not some piece of scripture that you have to read or some doctrine that you have to read. It's it's all you have to do is talk. It's, yeah, just talk. All you have to do be is talk. Be thankful. Talk. Be th- You're talking to your father. Right. Your true father. Right, right. I mean, it's... Right. Who's generous to you? It, you're my son. Yeah. If you needed if you needed something, I wouldn't give you something bad. Like uh, Jesus uses the example, if your son was hungry, you know, or needed a, a meal, you wouldn't give him a snake, you know, a yeah. live snake. You know, you would, get, you would give him what he needs. You would give him what is good. And that's the way God is with us. But now... That doesn't mean that everything's going to be smooth sailing oh, because no. you're a Christian. In fact, it's just the opposite. The world is going to attack you, and the world. I mean, look at the world. Look yeah, at us right now. Watch the news. Good My night. gosh, I mean, and and Satan's going to come in and try to tempt you away from following God and from being like Jesus. As soon as you start being like Jesus, Satan's going to come put some mess in your life. Oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know that any right. open door he's gonna come in <laughs> but uh after after saying about a, that about praying over meals i do want to say to our audience if you are one of those that has a 10 minute meal prayer <laughs> please shorten it because that we, but now I mean, jesus but always pray i i hear so many christians who are afraid to pay are embarrassed to to pray like in Athens. Yeah, you know, at at a, at a nice restaurant, they're pray they're 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 ashamed to pray over the meal before they start because of what people around them think. But Jesus was very very adamant about this. He said, "If you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father." In other words, you ain't getting into heaven. Yeah, if you can't. Do something as small as as pray a meal, pray over a meal in a restaurant. If you can't do that, what I mean, if you can't, if you're so ashamed of God and so ashamed of being a Christian that you can't, you know, you better think about: Am I a Christian? Am I? Do I have God? Do I have Jesus? Am I saved? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 in that same sense. We're not saying that when you, if you do go out in public to eat somewhere and you're praying, we're not saying that nobody's going to look and stare and say stuff. Oh, they, oh they're going they're to. They're going to. That, yeah. they're, they're going to. They're, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Especially it's... Especially up this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. But they, um, I mean, you just have to have that relationship with God that you're not ashamed of Do you trust faith. God or do you trust yourself to protect yourself? And, yeah. and if you're ashamed of God, then you lose him. How'd you get here? What are we doing here? How are you leaving? That that all only God can answer yeah. those questions. Yeah. Only God can answer those questions. Yeah. We better wrap this thing up. I know we've been running. <laughs> all right. You quick rundown. What does it look like to be 
What does it look like for a 21-year-old young man to be a Christian in this world, in, the, in our culture, in this American culture? I, I think that it is our job as Christians to shine our light. And it, it doesn't have to be to a big group of people or, or at a church or anything. It could be to one person every week or so or something like that. It doesn't have to be that. And endure the world. There's, you're going to go through a lot oh, yeah. of crap. Yeah, I mean that. That's that's one of the things that Jesus promised would happen. You're gonna have trouble. Yeah, yeah. In this so world, I mean, you, you just have to endure. Yeah. and trust in God, and He'll get you to where that's right. where you're supposed to that's be. Right. If I had to say anything about what does it look like to be a Christian, or what am I? You know, how do I? First of all, here's how you know if you're a Christian. If you can do things. All right. If you can do, if you can commit sins, if you can have. Uh, sexually immoral relationships, if you can get drunk on a regular basis, if you can do some of these things without feeling bad about them, without feeling any need to repent, then you may not be saved. Because if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And if the Holy Spirit is in you, he prompts you to do the right thing. It's that little voice in That your little head. voice. That, that knowing that, you know, and that doesn't mean that you can't sin because I sin all the time. We all sin. But what I'm saying is if you have the Holy Spirit, if you've given your life to Jesus, Jesus is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And he'll, he'll make you feel bad about making a bad decision or doing something evil or committing a sin. You'll feel bad about that. Make sure that you have that. If you don't have that, you need to do some serious readjusting. If you're a super greedy person and you recognize that, and you may not be saved. I don't care if you're an officer in the church and you go to church every Sunday. It doesn't make any difference. You can go Satan's sit in a garage. In and Billy Graham said you can sit in a garage all day. It ain't gonna make you a car. Yeah. You know what? What are you doing? What do you? What do you say? All right, being a Christian means having a relationship with God. That Jesus said that looks like praying and fasting. Jesus said that having a relationship with God was a lot of praying and a lot of fasting. And he did a lot of both. Yeah. Praying and fasting. Studying your Bible. How well do you how much bread do you eat? How much bread do you eat? Bread is the word of God. Do you study the word? If you want to know your girl, if you love somebody, if you love a girl, you're, you're a boy, if you love a girl, you'll get to know her. You'll get yeah. to know her favorite color, what she likes, what movies she likes, what candy she likes, what food she likes. We do the same thing with God. If you love God, if you're chasing after God, you're going to look in your Bible and you're going to read the story. You need to know who you're following. Yeah, who, who, who is God? How do you love yeah. him? How do you love him? But that's that's about it for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I just add uh, since we talked about giving, I'll put my Venmo in the description and. Uh, <laughs> I'm give just to kidding. the college kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I want to encourage everybody today to uh, genuinely follow Jesus. Read, love somebody. Yeah, love somebody. Give to somebody. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Get to know what God expects from you. Get to know what he says. Get to know him. And uh, you want to pray us out or you want me to? You can pray us out.
Holy and beautiful Father, we thank you for today. We know you hold tomorrow, so we're not worried about it. We love you and praise you. We ask that you make us lights into this world, that we can bring your glory into this world, Lord. That we can have, grant us the courage to bring you to this broken world, to speak up for you and what we know to be right. We love you and praise you, Lord. We pray for boldness. We pray for strength. We pray for courage. We pray for the anointing to spread your word. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I hope.